0: CHAPTER 30 OF THE JUNIOR CLASSICS, VOLUME 7, STORIES OF COURAGE AND HEROISM. THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING. ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. FOR MORE INFORMATION OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG. THE JUNIOR CLASSICS, VOLUME 7, STORIES OF COURAGE AND HEROISM, BY WILLIAM PATTON. THE TRICK OF AN INDIAN SPY, BY ARTHUR QUILLER COUCH it was in seventeen seventy nine when america was struggling with england for her independence and a division of the english redcoats were encamped on the banks of the potomac so admirably fortified was their position by river and steep woods that no ordinary textbook of warfare would admit the possibility of surprising it but washington and his men did not conduct their campaigns by the book if you fight with art said that general once to his soldiery You are sure to be defeated acquire discipline enough for retreat and the uniformity of combined attack and your country will prove the best of engineers In fact, it was with a guerrilla warfare and little else that the British had to contend The Americans had enrolled whole tribes of Indians in their ranks and made full use of the Indian habits of warfare the Braves would steal like snakes about the pathless forests And dashing unexpectedly on the outposted redcoats kill a handful in one fierce charge and then retreat pell-mell back into their shelter Whither to follow them was to court certain death The injuries thus inflicted were not overwhelming, but they were teasing for all that Day by day the waste went on loss of sentinels of stragglers sometimes of whole detachments and all this was more galling from the impossibility of revenge. In order to limit the depredations, it was the custom of the British commanders to throw forward their outposts to a great distance from the main body, to station sentinels far into the woods and cover the main body with a constant guard. One regiment was suffering from little less than a panic. Perpetually and day after day, sentinels had been missing worse than this they had been surprised apparently and carried off without giving any alarm or having time to utter a sound it would happen that a sentinel went forward to his post with finger upon his trigger while his comrades searched the woods around and found them empty when the relief came the man would just be missing that was all there was never a trace left to show the manner in which he had been conveyed away only now and then A few drops of blood splashed on the leaves where he had been standing the men grew more and more uneasy most suspected treachery it was unreasonable they argued to believe that man after man could be surprised without having time to even fire his musket others talked of magic and grew gloomy with strange suspicions of the Indian medicine men at any rate here was a mystery time would clear it up no doubt but meanwhile the sentry despatched to his post felt like a man marked out for death it was worse many men who would have marched with firm step to death in any familiar shape would go with pale cheeks and bowed knees to this fate of which nothing was known except that nothing was left of the victim matters at length grew intolerable one morning the sentinels having been set as usual overnight The guard went on soon as dawn began to break to relieve a post that extended far into the woods. The sentinel was gone. They searched about, found his footprints here and there on the trodden leaves, but no blood, no trace of struggle, no marks of surrounding enemies. It was the old story, however, and they had almost given up the problem by this time. They left another man at the post and went their way back, wishing him better luck. No need to be afraid, he called after them. I will not desert. They looked back. He was standing with his musket ready to fly up to his shoulder at the slightest sound, his eyes searching the glades before him. There was nothing faint about Tom, they determined, and returned to the guardhouse. The sentinels were replaced every four hours, and at the regular time the guards again marched to relieve the post. The man was gone. They rubbed their eyes and searched again but this one had disappeared as mysteriously as his fellows again there was no single trace but it was all the more necessary that the post should not remain unguarded they were forced to leave a third man and return promising him that the colonel should be told of his danger as soon as they got back it was panic indeed that filled the regiment when they returned to the guard-house and told the news the colonel was informed at once He promised to go in person to the spot where the man was relieved and search the woods round about This gave them some confidence But they went nevertheless with the gloomiest forebodings as to their comrades fate as they drew near the spot They advanced at a run their fears were justified the post was vacant the man gone without a sound in the blank astonishment that followed the colonel hesitated should he station a whole company at the post this would doubtless prevent further loss but then it was little likely to explain the mystery for the hands that had carried off three sentinels would it was reasonable to believe make no attempt to spirit away a whole company of men and for future action as well as to put an end to the superstitious terror of the soldiery the vital necessity was to clear up the mystery he had no belief in the theory that these men deserted he knew them too well he prided himself that he was thoroughly acquainted with his own regiment and had well-grounded reasons for pride in his men For this reason he was the more chary of exposing a fourth brave man where three had already been lost However, it had to be done the poor fellow whose turn it was to take the post though a soldier of proved courage and even recklessness in action positively shook from head to foot I Must do my duty he said to the Colonel I know that well enough, but for all that I should like to lose my life with a bit of credit There was no higher bravery than facing an indefinite terror such as this as the colonel was at pains to point out But he added I will leave no man here against his will Immediately a soldier stepped out of the ranks give me the post he said quietly the colonel looked at the volunteer admiringly and spoke some words in praise of his courage No said the man. I have an idea that is all What I promise you is that I will not be taken alive I shall give you a good deal of trouble because you will hear of me on the least alarm if I am given this post I propose to fire my piece if I hear the slightest noise if a bird chatters or a leaf falls My musket shall go off of course you may be alarmed when nothing is the matter But that's my condition and you must take the chance Take the chance said the colonel. It's the very wisest thing you can do You're a fellow of courage and what's more you're a fellow with a head He shook hands with him as did the rest of the soldiers with faces full of foreboding Come said the man don't look so glum cheer up and I shall have a story to tell you when we meet again They left him and went back to the guard room again an hour passed away in suspense it seems as though every ear in the regiment were on the rack for the discharge of that musket. Hardly a man spoke, but as the minutes dragged along, the conviction gained ground that already the brave man had followed the fate of the other three. The colonel paced up and down in the guard room, as anxious as any of the men. He looked at his watch for the twentieth time. An hour and twenty minutes had gone. Suddenly, down in the woods, the report of a musket rang out colonel officers and men poured out of the guard-room almost without a word and advanced at a double through the woods the mystery was going to be solved at last until quite close to the spot they were forced by the thickness of the forest to remain in ignorance of what had happened and whether their comrade was dead or alive but they shouted and an answering halloo at last came back as they turned into the glade where the sentinel had been posted they beheld him advancing toward them and dragging another man along the ground by the hair of the head he flung the body down it was an indian stone dead with a musket wound in his side how did it happen panted the colonel beside himself with joy well said the soldier saluting i gave your honor notice that i should fire if i heard the least noise and that's what i did and it saved my life and it just happened in this way i hadn't been long standing here peering round till my eyes ached when i heard a rustling about fifty yards away i looked and saw an american hog of the sort that are common enough in these parts coming down the glade opposite crawling along the ground and sniffing to right and left just as if he'd had no business in life but to sniff about for nuts under the fallen leaves and all about the roots of the trees boars are common enough So I gave him a glance and didn't take much notice for some minutes But after a while thinks I to myself No doubt the others kept their eyes about them sharp enough and was only took in by neglecting something that seemed of no account So being on the alarm and having no idea what was to be feared and what was not I woke up after some minutes and determined to keep my eyes on it and watch how it passed in and out among the trees for i thought if it comes on an indian skulking about yonder i may be able to learn something from its movements indians are thick enough here and to spare but they're not so thick as nuts for all that so i kept glancing at the hog and then looking round and glancing again not another creature was in sight not a leaf rustling and then all of a sudden i can't tell why it struck me as queer that the animal was snuffling around among the trees and making off to the right Seemingly for the thick coppice just behind my post. I didn't want anything behind me You may be sure not even a hog and as it was now only a few yards from my coppice I kept my eye more constantly on it and cast up in my mind whether I should fire or not It seemed foolish enough to rouse you all up by shooting a pig I fingered my trigger and couldn't for the life of me make up my mind what to do I looked and looked and the more I looked the bigger fool I thought myself for being alarmed at it It would be a rare jest against me that I mistook a pig for an Indian and this was a hog sure enough You've all seen scores of them and know how they move Well, this one was for all the world like any other and I was almost saying to myself That twas more like the average hog than any hog I ever seen when just as it got close to the thicket I fancied it gave an unusual spring at any rate fancy or no i didn't hesitate i took cool aim and directly i did so felt sure i was right the beast stopped in a hesitating sort of way and by that i knew it saw what i was about though up to the moment it had never seemed to be noticing me an indian's trick for a sovereign thought i and pulled the trigger it dropped over like a stone and then as i stood there still doubting if it were a trap and that i should fall into by running to look i heard a groan and the groan of a man too i loaded my musket and ran up to it i had shot an indian sure enough and that groan was his last he had wrapped himself in the hogskin so completely and his hands and feet were so neatly hid and he imitated the animal's walk and noise so cleverly that i swear if you saw the trick played again here before you your honor would doubt your honor's eyes and seeing him at a distance in the shadow of the trees No, man who had not lost three comrades before him as I had would ever have guessed Here's the knife and tomahawk the villain had about him you see once in the compass He had only to watch his moment for throwing off the skin and jumping on me from behind a dig in the back before a man had time to fire his piece was easy work enough after that it's easier still to drag the body off and hide it under a heap of leaves the rebels pay these devils by the scalp and no doubt if your honor looks about you'll find the collection our friend here has already made today end of the trick of an Indian spy